Today, my guest is Kate Othus. She's the CEO of Health Professionals Alliance. Kate, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah. I, I want to set up this conversation uh, because I found HPA in a roundabout way. I think you guys showed up in my Facebook feed talking about how you were this alliance for private practices. And that is something that we just had a call with, you know, in the, in the bariatric world anyway. There's lots of talk about coming together, taking advantage of economies of scale. Some surgeons are saying we see the writing on the wall. If we don't make some of these big changes and get more efficient, then you know who knows what the future holds. So there's some investment money coming in, some private equity money coming in, trying to get these practices to you know sell a, an ownership stake in their in their clinic. And you know whether that's a good idea or not is another discussion. But I came across HPA, which seems to check lots of the boxes for what private practices are looking for. So I know you have a, a pretty cool story about doing data DX and that morphing into HPA. Would you take a couple minutes and share that story? Sure, I'd be happy to. By background, I spent the first part of my career working side by side with physicians running their practices. And in doing so, you know, running small to mid-sized groups, you have 50 hats as you're on your job description. And the financials is just one of one of 50 responsibilities using the 50 hat analogy. And so because the systems that the data is, you know, housed in are siloed, we spend a lot of time pulling together and trying to create consolidated financials, budgets, performance, depending on, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish, contract analysis and negotiations. And so instead of Spending all that time compiling a report, what I wanted to do was do analysis and build recommendations for the doctors and I to figure out strategically where to go with the practice to add. Do we add providers, locations? How, how aggressive do we want to be with said contract in the marketplace? Even talking to some employer groups, you know, what do those conversations look like? But when you spend over 40 hours trying to prepare a report that cuts down and you have, you know, the other 49 responsibilities or hats to wear, that cuts down the amount of time that you can spend doing strategic thinking about, about business, not to mention, you know, your, your shareholders, your doctors are seeing patients all day long. And so you're getting a sliver of their time so that they can maximize profits of the practice and be seeing patients. So that's where the idea for data DX came from was just doing that kind of work myself and trying to compile data and trying to, you know, inform data-driven decision-making in the boardroom with my doctors, but then always having an air on the report because I'm human and I would miskey something. One of the doctors would catch the air and then, you know, that would side rail the conversation on, you know, are these reports accurate and how can, you know, how do we make a decision on that? And so I knew there had to be a better way to bring real-time data to practices. They, they need that advantage. Practices are scrappy by and large and have, you know, pretty varied administration talent that are, are serving them. And so I was trying to kind of level the playing field by bringing you know, a CFO type of tool to small practices. And it was initially built for physician practices, but then we met the HPA team and HPA was serving both physicians and, and dentists. And so we widened the net and built out some specific modules for the dental side. And that grew very rapidly. HPA and Data DX came together because of the mutual mission, which is to help provide sustainable practice platforms, essentially. It is not sustainable today, especially scale. It's, it's just something that doctors back in the day, especially weren't attuned to. 
but now, you know, they're asking those questions. How do I scale my practice? I mean, it's, it's definitely, there's a buzz out there about it, but how to do that is tough when the operational systems of the practice just seem, it seems like moving, I guess a submarine is the wrong analogy at, at this point, because they move pretty fast, but it seems like you're, you're moving something that's very difficult to push a mountain of dirt, for example. But so, you know, the, the common mission to keep these practices sustainable is where the conversation started between the two companies. And with the membership model of HPA and trying to aggregate, you know, a large number of physician and dental groups together and on a partnership model basis really was appealing to Data DX. And so we went into a partnership essentially where all the HPA members get a license of Data DX and that helps fuel real-time advice, essentially and guidance to those practices and helps us see what they need and, and focus on those things instead of the anecdotes of what they think they need. It's what we know you need because we can see it in the data. So that allowed us to, you know, quickly work with or, or try to attract, you know, 27, now 29 service providers that are deploying some type of discount to our members. Again, just to help with profitability of the practice. Sometimes, most commonly, these are you know, margin improvements on the bottom line, but we also have a few service providers that work for top line strategies as well. And, and that's really where we need to go, especially with some of the current threats in the landscape on the per, a physician side in particular with health insurance rates being under you know, scrutiny right now. Hospitals, because of inflation, are really trying to push for higher rates. And there's a lot of fear that um, they're going to continue to try to consume or buy the physicians and private practice will you know, no longer exist. Consolidation trends are pretty cyclical. And so I, I don't think that we're going to see, you know, a complete outing of, of private practice anytime soon because healthcare, everybody knows that it does not move that fast. But at the end of the day, it is, that doesn't change the fact that it's incredibly hard for physicians to run a profitable practice. And so that's how the companies really came to why and how the companies really came together. And now we're just building out more and more modules, continuing to try to further those improvements with the practices, try to build case studies so that other docs can see, you know, these, this subset of, of our providers can bring, you know, 20% plus type of you know, improvements using our, our team for consulting, which is really the brain of the tool. So we have the data, but we have more than the data. We have a team of practice management experts that can help tell you what to do with the data. We really want to make sure that we're speaking to the competitive nature of, of a doctor's brain and saying, okay, that these are the apples to apples lessons here that you can actually use. And this is a nice number over here, but it's not applicable to your practice. So let's focus on a different data point as an example. And the membership model. So maybe you can share a little bit more about that. HPA exists sure. as a group of members. So a uh, private practice physician in Atlanta says, yes, I want to join HPA. So how does that work financially? What do they, what do they get for that? And then can you talk about the different services that they have access to? Sure. Of course. Yes, it, we don't have borders except for the United States for our membership. We currently have members in 12 or 13 states across the U.S. And with the aggregation type model, you know, what we're really looking to do is, you know, bolster their opportunities with numbers, essentially. And we, we like to use uh, the Costco model with docs because it works really well, right? You're going to that warehouse type approach for, you know, scaling purchase. So, you know, there's a couple of different membership tiers that we've developed. We have a startup membership tier, which is very affordable, kind of ramps up over a three-year period. So practice can scale. And then we have kind of a bread and butter membership tier 
the two most popular are $7.99 a month or $2,000 a month. And then there's different services that are bundled into that. There's more practice management services just embedded into the C for the $2,000 a month membership. I mean, we're talking credentialing for the practice, just done, payer contracting, done, a practice assessment, done. Um, in addition, of course, the data DX analytics and access to all the service providers that we've procured for, for the practices. So it's, it's kind of like a supercharged GPO, IPA, and data analytics company all together that we're rolling out to the membership. We um, just launched a, a really good example too, is like bringing a, an affordable 401k plan to the membership. It's a pooled 401k plan. So no matter if you're in Atlanta, Portland, Oregon, um, Arizona, uh, everybody can participate. It's one 5,500 form, one fiduciary policy, and basically a very low fee to manage these funds. So the practices can choose. Do they want to pass that savings through to their people and give them more 401k funds or, you know, whatnot, whatever they want to do with that savings so they can use it to offset the cost if they'd like. So that's the nice thing. There's a lot of flexibility. Each practice can choose what their specific provisions are, but yet benefit from the savings. And while we're working on a, a health plan product next, um, as soon as we have the right number of members to really have a good price for that. Nice. So essentially you get, you get a base set of services and access and then a la carte, you can stack on whatever you want, or you can, you can take advantage of it when you need it and then leave it alone kind of as the practice grows and changes. Yep. That's right. And we deploy a regional manager to the practices. And so we keep dripping on the practice essentially to make sure that they know these services are here, offer to help with the introductions and sometimes the implementation, depending on exactly what service we're talking about. Some of our vendors just do a great job and we don't need to get involved. It's more of a white glove, like here's, here's our marketing um, company and you know here's the practice and what they need and then they can go off to the races. But if the administrator needs help, then we have some consulting hours that are um, also available within their membership program. And so they can use those hours for implementation if they wanted to, as an example. Got it. So practice some practice consulting, if they need help looking at financial credentialing, insurance contracting, and then service providers that you guys have vetted, like similar to Boost, uh, that, yep. that someone could make one phone call and say, hey, we are looking for someone to do X. And you say, yeah, we've, we've got a couple of vendors for that. They offer discounts to you. So here they are. Yep, exactly. Okay. Who's the, you know, from a, a startup private practice, one physician, uh, a PA, an office manager, all the way up to more of a corporate type clinic with levels of leadership, CEO, CFO, who is the best fit with HP? I would say we appeal quickly to the smaller practices, 10 and under. But that to be said, we are having conversations with larger groups as well that are having trouble with staff costs and also kind of those CFO functions or, or CEO, one of the two. And so they are really attracted to Data DX and helping bring those analytics so they can at least try to spend the time and money in the right spot. Some of the larger practices also like we are, we have a shareholder model for, for our members and they can participate in ownership if they would like. And some of the larger practices are really attracted to that. The smaller ones are as well. So, you know, our, our quick target is the smaller practices 10 and under. And, but as I said, we're, we're starting to work with larger groups. And I would say, you know, as we embark on the next phase of our business plan, you know, we're looking to, on a partnership model basis, build MSOs and DSOs with our groups. And so I think that's also going to appeal to some of the larger practices as well that you know, really to get that scale, better contracts, 
better purchasing power, and also just ease of administration. And maybe if we're doing it right, some kind of flexibility with lifestyle. You know, if we have our HPA network and they need to to move, they're tired of Portland, Oregon, and it's uh, rain, they can go to Arizona and hopefully swap out. And that's some of the features that we're looking to build into to our model so that the providers have ultimate satisfaction. That's further down the road and and more of a vision at this point, but it is, I'd just like to share some of the ways that we think about, you know, creating more joy in healthcare, taking some of the strain out. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Well, I promised to keep it short and sweet. So I think that's a, a good intro. When I post the podcast, I'll post a link to the HPA website. And of course, we'll be sharing more with, with the Boost members. Well, thank you. Ace, thanks so much.